0: Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Braden podcast. Now, I know if you are listening to this in the podcast app or wherever, which I'm sure you probably are, um, you can't see my video. Um, but if any of my <laughs> if any of my nine YouTube uh, subscribers are watching the video, you will notice that I have a fun new podcast setup. Um, I guess we'll also have this uh, in the like promotional clip that goes up on Instagram. So just so you can like visualize it as you're listening, I bought, A really cool leather sofa daybed situation. I posted this on my Instagram stories when I bought it. Some of you may remember. And I set my camera up across from it to give more of like a cozy living room vibe. I got my laptop uh, rested on a pillow. I wish I could hide the cords that are coming out of it because that's like a, a little visually distracting, but it's like a whole vibe. Very chill, very fun, I think. Uh, I got to do my best to remember to look at the camera and not the laptop when I'm talking, but that is difficult when you have detailed notes for your podcast. So if you do watch the video and you notice that I keep looking down, that is why, my apologies, it is a work in progress. I always just like to get fun updates on, you know, life and business as I get started here on the pod. So a little bit, a uh, little bit irrelevant, but I think it's um, fun. I did a whole Instagram story. Uh, series on my office. I shouldn't call it a renovation, an, an update, a redecorating. Very fun. Okay, now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about our actual podcast topic today, which is titled "My S Corp Cost Me More in Tax Last Year." I came up with the idea for this podcast topic when I filed my tax return because it really was kind of like, you know what? Holy shit, I should not have formed my S Corp last year. Um, Long story short, it was because I didn't end up making as much money as I thought I was going to. Um, We can't always predict that. 2021 just wasn't a great year for me revenue-wise. I've talked about that on previous episodes. But today, we're here to talk about the taxes. And the reason why I really wanted to do this episode is because if you follow enough tax folks, you hear them talk about S-Corps all the time. I talk to business owners on a regular basis who hire an accountant and get their S-Corp like up from the start of their business, which is usually a bad idea unless you're bringing over a full book of business from somewhere else. And you plan on having, you know, like a six figure business off the bat, which is not the case for most people, in which case an S-corp is not going to be your best option just starting out. So I am going to go through this topic using some of my own numbers to really exemplify this. So as I just mentioned, 2021 was a bit of a shit year for me revenue wise. I shouldn't say it was like a totally shit year. It was just a lot less than I anticipated. So I hadn't really budgeted, you know, in according with that, I was about $50,000 under my projected revenue, the revenue I thought I like the minimum revenue I thought I would have when I decided to form my S-Corp. And I was $100,000 under my goal. So I think I ended up making like $95,000 last year. Um, I made one forty dollars the year before that. Uh, and I've been growing my business every year by almost double. I didn't think that would happen again, but I figured I would you know, hit at least one forty again but I was really hoping for 200. So being less than half of that was a pretty big shock. I formed my S-Corp in January of 2021 and immediately got on payroll. And so I had an S-Corp effectively for the full year. So for those of you that are relatively new to the world of S-Corps, if you haven't heard me talk about them anyhow, let me quickly review and explain how they work. So when you have an S-corp, you pay yourself a salary, which is done through a payroll provider. That payroll provider withholds your taxes for you and sends them out to the various government agencies, just like would happen if you were an employee somewhere else. So when I worked at West Elm, when I worked at I've worked at Applebee's, Calvin Klein, Adidas, these were all previous uh, jobs that I had. I got a paycheck, right? And on my paycheck, it had all my taxes withheld. That's what the payroll company does for you. So you pay yourself a salary and then you also uh, get distributions, kind of, if you pay them out. Um, Any other, essentially any other profit in your business uh, aside from the salary is your distribution regardless of whether you pay them out, but that's a a topic for a different episode. Only your salary and an S-Corp is subject to self-employment tax. So as business owners, we are required to pay uh, both income taxes and full self-employment taxes, which is our share of Medicare and Social Security on our business income. When we are employed, our employer will pay half of that, and we pay half. When we're self-employed, we are both the employer and the employee, so we we pay both Portions. So the S-Corp allows you to split your payment type into two types, your payments into two types, salaries and distributions, where only one of those is subject to 15.3% self-employment tax. So in short, you save a 15.3% tax on any profit you have above and beyond your salary. But your salary must be reasonable. It must be reasonable under the law, which is... Again, a whole loaded topic that we won't get into today. I could do a whole podcast episode on that. Actually, I probably should do a whole podcast episode on that. Send me a message and let me know if you'd be interested in hearing that one. And I can uh, work on it, get it outlined, all that good stuff. So let me give you a really quick example. This is the same math example I give every time I talk about S-Corps because the numbers are just really clean and round. So let's assume you have $100,000 in gross revenue. So that's close to what I had last year, but you know. This example is going to be more profitable. So let's assume that you have $100,000 in gross revenue and you operate at 80% profit, meaning you only have $20,000 in business expenses. That would make your profit $80,000. You with me? So $80,000 in profit. Now let's assume that you do some research and you determine that your reasonable salary needs to be $60,000. So you pay yourself $60,000 through payroll. Now, when you have an S-Corp, that $60,000 is technically an expense. Doesn't mean that you don't pay taxes on it. You get a W-2 for it. But on the business return, it's an expense. So that leaves you with $20,000 profit. I call this profit after reasonable salary. So that's a key term I'm going to use a lot. So profit after reasonable salary is the amount of money you have after all your business expenses and your owner salary. So under this example, if you have a $60,000 reasonable salary, $20,000 other expenses your profit after reasonable salary would be $20,000. That's also your distribution amount. Okay. So that's the amount that you would ideally pay yourself in distributions. If the remainder of that is the $20,000, you save a 15.3% tax on that, the self-employment tax, which leaves you with $3,060 in tax savings. So Again, twenty thousand times fifteen point three percent, three thousand sixty dollars. That's the rough amount of taxes you would save with an S corp, not including some other more complex tax considerations that we won't dig into just yet. So that's how the S corp saves you money. So let's let's get back to my situation. I mentioned that I ended up with revenue of about ninety five thousand dollars, but I actually showed a slightly negative profit on my tax return. Well, how does that happen? You you might be thinking, Braden, how do you come up with $95,000 in business expenses? Um, Well, remember the biggest expense is salary. Okay, so your salary technically counts as an expense when we're talking about business profit in an S corp. Doesn't mean we're not paying taxes on it. This is just the, uh, we're talking about reasonable, we're talking about profit after reasonable salary. So we got to deduct our salary, right? Um, I also had all of my business expenses and then I had some other things on my tax return. So a bit ago, um, in our tax, when I was talking about our tax return review, that was several episodes ago, I chatted about the difference between profit on your books versus profit on your tax return. So when we're doing our bookkeeping, our profit might show one thing. And then when we do our tax return, our profit might show another thing. And this is totally normal. It's not incorrect. And a big example is a home office, right? We should not be paying our rent or our mortgage out of our business bank account. This is, I call it a mixed use expense. It's an expense that has like, Elements of personal use and business use because our rent is going to be for our entire home, our mortgage is for our entire home, not just our home office. So, since that's a mixed use expense, we need to pay for it out of our personal account. Okay. And then ideally, you want to have your business reimburse you for the use of your office if you have an S Corp. That's how that would work. Um, if you are not doing it that way, you can still, you know, you're not technically like supposed to do it this way, but you can still take a deduction again, not going to get into the weeds, but essentially you're going to have certain things that you're going to claim on your tax return, possibly that are not really going to show up on your books. So my home office deduction, I think ended up being, you know, like five or $6,000. And that took me from a slight profit to, a negative profit on my tax return. I had some other items like this as well. So on my books, I was profitable. Um, remember, I also paid myself like a f- 55 dollars $60,000 salary. So it's not like I didn't make any money from my business. We're just talking about the business profit. So on my tax return, I was not profitable, which means that I had no profit after reasonable salary. And remember again, I said an S corp saves you money by having profit after reasonable salary because that's the portion you save the self employment tax on. So my S corp saved me no money with that with that uh, math considered. It actually cost me about six hundred dollars, which was the cost of my payroll. And honestly, that part. I don't really mind because by paying the payroll company, all of my taxes are automatically withheld. They're paid on my behalf. It's almost like worth paying that amount of money just to have it all taken care of automatically. I don't have to really worry about quarterly taxes to a certain degree, um, especially since I, I wasn't necessarily profitable. Uh, but that was all handled. So that part, I don't really mind. But the biggest issue uh, was the QBI deduction. So QBI stands for Qualified Business Income Deduction. And for this, to explain to you how the S-Corp actually cost me money, I'm going to read you two sections from my RX textbook. A little backstory. In December 2017, a Republican-controlled Congress, with the support of President Trump, pushed through sweeping new tax legislation. It did many things. Uh, I referenced some of those previously in the ProfitRx textbook. If you are a member of ProfitRx, you will have read about all those. One major change was the slashing of the corporate tax rate. Many small business owners were pissed. They wanted some benefits too. For a hot minute, we thought the law would kill the benefits of S-Corps because new businesses might jump straight to C-Corps. In reality, even without introducing this new benefit, S-Corps would still be a better option for most, But relatively late in the game, Congress added the sections on QBI, the Qualified Business Income Deduction, to address this issue and threw a bone to us micro-businesses, since the corporate fat cats were getting such a sweet deal. In short, QBI allows for business owners to deduct 20% of their, quote, qualified business income on their tax return. See line 13 of the 1040. That sends us to line 8995. I won't make you look at that one. Um, It's virtually indecipherable anyway. Uh, Instead, I'm going to explain it here. So what is qualified business income? The answer is pretty nuanced, but for our purposes, we will simplify and say it's basically net business income with some exceptions. QBI only applies to pass-throughs, which I define in more detail uh, in other sections of my membership and I've talked about here on the podcast. For now, just note that Soul props, partnerships, LLCs, and S-Corps can all take advantage of this tax tool. We also have income phaseouts, and the rules for those phase-outs differ based on the type of business. The deduction is more limited for a specified service trade or business or SSTV, if we want to use the acronym. The IRS doesn't do us many favors here in terms of simplicity, which of course is a shocker. We know the rules start by defining what professionals are traditional service professions. The list is fairly random, but the kicker is the law then defines an SSTB as any trade or business where the principal asset is the reputation or skill of the owner. In short, if you run a service-based business using your own learned reputation and skills as the primary generator of income, you are an SSTB. With that in mind, let's look at the QBI decision tree to break down the rules and deduction limitations. So, if you are a member of ProfitRx and you have access to our textbook, this is on page seventy-six. We have a visual um, flowchart here in the textbook. I'll also have, um, I'll also screenshot this and put it in our show notes. So, if you're listening, you can look at the look at the flow flowchart flow in the show notes. So. I'm not going to go through this whole flowchart. Essentially, what I want you to know is that the qualified business income deduction saves you a 20%. It gives you a 20% deduction on your qualified business income, which is most of your business income unless you hit certain phase outs based on income levels. And those phase outs are what we cover in the decision tree. But how is this all related to S-Corps, how does it tie in? Well, I have another section in our chapter on S-corp formation that goes into how S-corps are affected by this. So with S-corps, get a, things get a bit more tricky. This is one of the tax considerations we left out in my earlier explanation of QBI. We're going to cover that now. When you have an S-corp, you have less qualified business income because your salary is treated as an expense. And qualified business income is essentially similar to profit. And in an S-corp, your salary is an expense. Example, Mark's business earns $100,000. His salary is $40,000. His expenses, other than salary, total $30,000. Reflect back to our QBI decision tree. The deduction would be the lesser of 20% of QBI or 20% of taxable income. If Mark were not an S-corp, QBI would be the same as profit. $70,000. 20% of that is Uh, $14,000. $70,000 would be the profit in the S-corp because we're not looking at the big salary chunk. And remember, expenses other than profit were $30,000, so profit $70,000. So 20% of that is $14,000. That's the QBI. Let's assume taxable income is simply the profit minus the standard deduction of $12,550. So this is his personal taxable income. Taxable income is then 57450 20% of that is 11490 Mark's QBI deduction is the smaller of 14000 and 11490 So 11490 If you're not following all of those numbers, that's totally fine. This in-depth uh, example is really more for my members who kind of have all the background on all this different tax lingo, OK? The main thing I want you to get is just the different the the ending difference number between the S corp and non S corp, which we'll get to in a moment. If Mark were an S corp, on the other hand, his QBI would only be thirty thousand dollars because it's the expenses and the salary that are deducted in order to get the business profit or QBI. QBI in the S corp is the same as net income after salary. We talked about that concept earlier. 20% of 30,000 is $6,000. Taxable income is still the same. So 20% on that side is still 11,490. And this, in the case of the S-Corp, the QBI is the deduction because it's the lesser of the two, so $6,000. We can calculate the tax savings of each of these by multiplying the deduction by the marginal tax rate. Mark is in the 22% tax bracket. The non-S-Corp deduction nets a 27%. Uh, $2,758 tax savings, while the S Corp deduction nets a $1,320 tax savings. In short, the S Corp loses mark $1,438 in tax savings from QBI deductions. However, the self-employment tax savings on the S Corp, when you work out the math, totals $3,060. So I'm going to stop reading there. Um. What I wanted to illustrate with this example is just that when you have an S-corp, you're going to save less money with the QBI deduction, which is a very complicated, as you could tell from this example, a very complicated tax consideration. And this is something that we got in 2017. We did not have before that. However, if you do your S-corp, if you form it at the right time, which I did not, clearly, if you form yours at the right time, then the amount that you're going to save from the S-corp is going to offset the the amount that you're going to lose in the QBI deduction. It's like a a weighing factor test, all right? So in short, I formed my S-corp too early because I did not accurately uh, project how much income I was going to make last year. And therefore, it cost me more money than it saved me. I ended up paying more in taxes than the S-Corp saved me in taxes, which you know happens. This year, I should be fine. Um, this year, I'm on track to make at least 140 again, what I made two years ago, probably more, probably more around 180. So, likely with current projections, my S Corp this year will probably save me, um, I'm guessing maybe $4,000, $5,000 in taxes. So, it can be a great tool when done correctly. Um, I know this was a bit complex and technical of an episode but the reason i really wanted to share it is because a it, it highlights that even tax professionals make mistakes sometimes with their own taxes because we have to do projections and we can't always just know with 100% certainty what our numbers are going to look like depending on you know the year and circumstances and all of that but b i wanted to show you that uh, forming an s corp right out of the gate when you're not making a lot of profit is not a good way to go, right? If it were, trust me, if trust me, if an S-corp were great for everyone, I would tell you because when people want to form S-corps, I make money because people pay me to help them form their S-corps. So if I could just sell them to you, that would be phenomenal. Ideally, you all want to hire me and work with me and join my membership to do your LLC. But LLCs don't save you any taxes. They're just for liability purposes. That's a bit of a tougher sale, As a salesperson, it's way easier for me to say, hey, this S-Corp is going to save you $4,000 in taxes, so it's well worth your money to pay me X amount of dollars to help you form it. Um, But obviously, I'm not going to sell you on that if that is not the case. At the end of the day, I want you to make strategic tax decisions when it's strategically going to benefit you. What a novel concept, right? So if you want to learn all of the nuts and bolts about this, if you want to actually understand all these numbers that I talked about, join my membership. It's $30 a month for the content only tier where it's self-paced. You can learn all of the things or uh, you can join and then always have the option to get a higher level of support. So I have a VIP tier in the membership where you can get more support from me. You can join the membership and then do one-on-one consultations with me if you would like to do that to get a higher level of support. And then we are also introducing like a seasonal group program where it's a much higher level of support with some one-on-one uh, access uh, group group coaching sessions and all of that, where you go through the same content in the membership. So in short, I have essentially one program now, but a few different levels at which you can go through the program. So obviously the more support that's included, the higher the price is gonna be. But the great thing is the base tier, $30 a month. You can always join, get started, and then get additional help as you see fit. So we will put the link to ProfitRx in the show notes. I hope you found this episode uh, helpful informative. That's the word I was looking for. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review, share on your Instagram stories, give me a tag. That's always super, super helpful. And I wish you the best. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.